This is Damian Bulwa, Metro Editor at the San Francisco Chronicle. Today on Fifth and Mission, a big side effect of the frustrating PG&E power shutoffs. You may have looked down at your cell phone and seen that it had no service. Reporter Mallory Mensch is here to talk about how the backup power on cell towers failed in many cases and why that's so important. Mallory Mensch, right after this. Mallory Mensch, welcome to Fifth and Mission. Thank you. Good to be here. So, Mallory, you have been part of the team of reporters that's been covering the power shutoffs, obviously the fires as well, that have gripped the Bay Area. One thing that we went in thinking is that a lot of the key things in the Bay Area that we rely on are going to be okay during the shutoffs. Water, natural gas, and cell phone service. Um, we thought it would would survive and that people would have their, their cell phones, right? That's right. And we did think that because uh, five of the major cell phone companies did tell the Federal Communications Commission, which is the agency nationwide that regulates these companies, they told them that they were prepared with backup power um, of some form at all of their cell sites. So most of the cell sites have a permanent generator, which when the power goes down, it can last for a few days. Uh, Some only have backup batteries, which can last just a few hours. But all the companies said, we have portable generators that we can get to those sites. We can refuel them. You know, only if there is a wildfire and we can't access the sites, um, would we not be able to reach them? But companies, as uh, service has been going down around the Bay Area and Northern California, companies say that it's not wildfires that are affecting uh, their cell sites and service. Um, It's actually the power shutoffs, and they have not been able to, um, in some cases, uh, get service back up and running at those cell sites. Okay, before we we get into actually what happened during the shutoffs, why has cell service become so important? Obviously, people want to use their phones. But it's become critical since the the big fires two years ago, right? For sure. Uh, So people not only need to be able to be in touch with loved ones to hear how they're doing, also if they need to make 911 calls. um, But even more importantly, uh, cell phones are how people get their emergency notifications. So it could be an evacuation notice. It could be a red flag warning that there's a high wildfire risk. Uh, It could simply be, in this case, information about when your power is going to be shut off, when it's going to come back on. Uh, And California Office of Emergency Services and county sheriff's offices, they use cell phones to get out key information to people. So when this is down, I've spoken with people uh, from Marin, uh, from Lafayette, uh, who were concerned that they didn't receive notification about emergencies or evacuation notices uh, in their area when there was a wildfire nearby. So when the shutoffs began last week, um, I assume you started to hear from people. How did this kind of bubble up? That's right. Actually, I started hearing from people earlier this month in the first shutoff, um, which okay. was uh, smaller in scope. Um, but I heard, oh, some services down in Sonoma and some other uh, San Mateo County, some other more rural places. Um, but we really started to hear uh, major concerns uh, this past week, so much so that the Federal Communications Commission said to companies, you need to start reporting to us how many of your cell sites are down. So we started to get that information on Friday, and we found that Uh, hundreds of thousands of people were without communication services. This is phones, but it also includes internet and TV, which are more unreliable during outages like this. 
Um, and we found that cell sites across the Bay Area were down uh, on Monday, which was the worst day so far. Uh, more than 50 percent of the cell towers in Marin were out of service. Um, today, it's gotten a little bit better as some of the power has started to come back on in Marin particular and in those places. Uh, but in Sonoma, 60 percent of those cell sites are still down. And people, so many people have been reaching out to me about problems that they're having with service. And you'd really want cell service, particularly in a place like Marin, where there's a lot of a, there's a lot of uh, shutoffs, PG&E shutoffs, Sonoma County, where there's a lot of evacuations. Exactly. So the places that are hit hardest by these other things, gas stations aren't working, um, people are out, out of their homes in some cases, also don't have the cell service they need. That's exactly right. So what about these takeover alerts that people are starting to become familiar with? We reported a lot about how perhaps in the in the big fires over the last two years, public agencies should have sent these. And now they're pledging that they will take over your phone with a notification. Would people without service not get any of these notifications either? That's what I've been hearing from some people. Uh, so I spoke with a man who uh, lives in Lafayette, and there was a fire that started there on Sunday. He did not have power, and he wasn't close enough that I think there were suggested evacuations in some areas. He didn't need to evacuate. But he only got the notification uh, that similar to that Amber Alert hours later when he went to Walnut Creek, uh, where he finally had cell service. So he is obviously very concerned that if he actually did need to evacuate, that he wouldn't get that notification. And I heard that the same from people in Marin, that they only got the notifications countywide once they crossed the Golden Gate Bridge into San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, that seems to highlight the problem right there. If you're receiving this vital notification three hours later when you cross into another area. That's very frightening to think you exactly. or, or one of your loved ones. For sure. And the California Office of Emergency Services is aware of this problem. I spoke with them yesterday. They said this is a top priority. How are we going to get these notifications to people, especially if they don't have cell service or other communication? So the, as of yesterday, they were working on a contingency plan to say, OK, do we need to go more door to door? How do we communicate with people? Uh, they're still working on that plan, to my knowledge. Does the government f force these cell companies to have service, to have the backup generators during an outage? They do not. So the uh, companies are regulated by the federal government, as I said. They don't mandate that they have a certain amount of backup power. But they are very concerned about if companies are prepared for things like this, and uh, they know that cell phones are vital to emergency communications. Uh, the California government also does not require that currently, um, but the Public Utilities Commission, who regulates it, they have a public advocate's office who are pushing that there is a requirement for backup power, and state legislators are also pushing to say that companies need to have you know, at least 48 hours of backup power at these sites for emergencies like this. And of course, it's not. It, there's market forces as well, right? I, I want my carrier to be to be able to to protect me during an emergency. I may switch if uh, if I find over and over that I'm not receiving notifications when I need them. It's true, but all of the companies actually had some issues. Um, some well, seemed a little bit better than others. Um, and it was interesting when I talked with some people who didn't have service, um, maybe their uh, spouse had a different carrier or because they said, well, you know, I want to make sure that if I don't have service, they do. But if they don't have the same one or even if, if then they won't be able to communicate if 
one of them doesn't work. So it's challenging any way that you cut it. Uh, and I know that some of the uh, regulators in California are very concerned about this and want to take some action. Yeah, it seems to be one of these issues that we're really surprised in California and in the center of the of the tech industry that we run into these these problems that seem to be you know somewhat simple. Um, keeping these these tell towers going with generators. What did the the companies say when you approached them and asked them about why they couldn't keep service online? I have asked them many different questions, many different ways, many times, and have not gotten a clear answer yet <laughs> from almost anyone about that. Um, I did hear from a spokeswoman from Verizon who did seem to have the best service um, that they were not able to access a couple of the sites to deploy or to refuel generators. And she explained this is because, uh, in general, she couldn't speak to the specific sites that are down right now. In general, it might be on top of a building or in a place that's really hard to get to, to hard to plug in a portable generator or hard to park it. Um, other companies have, have not explained or said they could not yet explain why specific sites were down at this time, but they would be looking into it, um, you know, to assess the issues after the outage was over. And I think you reported that some customers were calling as well and trying to get answers on their own. That's right. So I, the gentleman that I mentioned in Lafayette who did not get the evacuation notice, he was so concerned about this that he reached out in his AT&T app to message with a customer service representative and ask about why this was an issue, how to make sure it didn't happen again, many of the same questions that I've been asking. And he was told that it's up to the local government to have power. And if they don't, then the uh, AT&T can no longer operate. And I was told by a spokesman today that that is incorrect. It was uh, a misinformed. Spokesman. Yes, it was a misinformed customer representative. He said, "We are addressing this. We're going to try to find out, you know, why the representative spoke incorrectly." But this is troubling in and of itself that a customer who reaches out for information is not given the correct response and doesn't know why this is happening. It does sound like overall that the the failsafes just aren't working. The, the generators, whether they they really last 48 hours, whether they have generators on all of the towers, whether the towers that don't have access, right? Exactly. Yes, it does appear to be. It's not working for some towers, um, and it's not clear why that didn't work. You know, I asked, can you not get to the towers? Can you not refuel the generators? Uh, as I said before, the company said, while the wildfires haven't damaged their infrastructure, but I believe in some cases, if there's an evacuation notice, they can't get inside those areas to to the cell tower to restore service. Uh, so that is sure. But Marin doesn't. Marin doesn't have any evacuation. That's exactly right. right. So, okay. <laughs> um, last thing. I mean, is there any talk of of legislation? law changes that might put us in a better position where we don't have to worry about this? Yes. Uh, so Senator Mike McGuire, a Democrat in from Hillsburg, who is representing a lot of these areas affected by the fires and the power outages, um, introduced a bill this year that would require uh, cell phone companies to have at least 48 hours of backup power at their sites. Uh, that bill is still pending, so we'll see what happens with that. All right, Mallory Mensch, thanks for coming in again. Thank you. Thanks to Mallory Mensch for being our guest on Fifth and Mission, to producers King Kaufman and Karen Creighton, and thank you for listening. Fifth and Mission is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. 
If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.